center. One leaf back. Here's Gallagher looking for a man in front. They score! Rem Pitlick, and the road is on. Yeah, when, uh, when Rem Pitlick is hammering home the nail in the coffin, not the way you want your night to be going in Montreal. The Leafs are 5-2 losers in Montreal. They've now dropped a couple of straight. I'm here to break it down with you alongside Gord Stellick. Gordo, uh, what are your thoughts following a 5-2 loss in Montreal? Well, Rem Pitlick does have 10 goals. Okay, good for him. All right. I know, I know. I I, I, I was kind of surprised by that. And, of course, uh, you know, it's the uh, the the pump-up that he's waiting for his brother, Tyler Pitlick, to join him in the Tyler Toffoli trade. What was that? Brent, what was that? What was that? The Leafs Bad. <laughs> outshot Montreal by a good amount. But, yeah, from the word go, and, I'll, and I'm, and I'm going to play the cut them slack card. There's something about these games that are and i can't give any historical context or perspective because it hasn't happened before these are rescheduled games they were postponed uh so tonight and then tomorrow in columbus it's a have versus a have not team it's a dead building in montreal because it's not full capacity yet and i'm not making excuses i'm just saying i i just had that lack of mojo as a a fan and media member getting set for the game so i'm not worried about it as a standalone game. I thought, for example, the Seattle Kraken game was a game where they, after you know getting beat handily by Calgary and then edged by Vancouver, you kind of needed that game. I, did, I didn't see that tonight in that context, but let's call it. It's a brutal game. It's one of 82 games. It's a brutal game. I, there, there's really nothing good to say about the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight. Um, if you're worried about Peter Mrazek, then your, your worries continue and accelerate. Um, Jake Muzzin got hurt, which is a concern. His play and the play of the D before that was more of a concern. Ugly, ugly Brett, which you and I aren't, and especially your young child, Gordon. Yes, no, def definitely not him. He's definitely the least ugly of the bunch. I, I can confirm that. Uh, you and I will will debate that as uh, as the season goes on, and you know, depending on who has more uh, press box hot dogs and pizza slices, I think we'll decide that. Uh, you know, we'll let the listeners out there debate. But in in terms of tonight, you know, I think I think the thing you nailed it, Gord. Big picture, a big picture takeaway. It is one game. You don't want to make a mountain out of this. But I think that this is exactly the type of game that has reared its ugly head in moments that do matter for this Leafs team so much. I mean, you know, it's so easy to go back and look at this game and say, boy, there are games like this in the playoffs last year against Montreal. And it's just, I think that's the thing that kind of jumps out. That's where the frustration kind of mounts. You, you've got Josh Anderson scoring one bright and early. And then at the tail end of the period, you have Cole Caulfield. You're thinking to yourself, Okay, all right. That was a bad first period. Leafs didn't like that. They're far and away the better team. You should be able to flush that period away, w tie this thing up in the second, and then make it a game in the third. But no, Mike Hoffman scores 38 seconds into the period. Like, it was just every time it felt like, oh, maybe there's a chance. No, the Canadians salted it away even more. That was, a, that was just a, a very bad and a very listless game from from the Leafs there just wasn't a lot there to like I know they get a couple at the end there but there there is you know normally 
we're sitting here and, you know, we've talked about it a ton that we're nitpicking wins or we're kind of finding the faults in losses. You don't have to search to, to find them tonight. This was this was not a good game up and down the lineup. You know, we talk so much about that first line and how dominant they've been. They, they had their chances, but even by their standards, Matthews, Marner, and, and Bunting weren't really rolling the way we're, we're usually seeing that line. And when even that line can't pull you out of it uh, on a night like tonight, that's how you end up with the final that you do. Yeah, and, you know, Brandon, I'll give you both sides of the coin. And it's funny, it happened to me against Montreal. It's about 10 years ago because I was doing Hockey Night in Canada radio for a couple of years, a daily show back then. And of all places, it was in Montreal. Mike Babcock was coaching the Detroit Red Wings. And, there were, and Red Wings were a pretty good team back then. And it was one of these ugly games like tonight. And, and, and Babcock had a funny post game. He said, you know what? This is one on the flight home. You don't even put the tape in the VCR, not the VCR, whatever you put it in. You just have a couple of beers and forget about it. And on one hand, uh, even though he's not coaching the Leafs now, uh, I agree with that. On the other hand, Sheldon Keefe, who is coaching the Leafs, and I don't know if he will drink a beer and not watch the tape on the flight to Columbus, you know, he said before the game, and it's something you brought up, like this team, this team upset the Toronto Maple Leafs last year. This made, this team made last year a disaster. And 11 of the 18 guys in the lineup tonight were part of that team. And this is your first time in Montreal. The Leafs are playing this year. So, you know, something, I mean, you think maybe a little bit of, I don't know if you call it retribution, whatever you want to call it, but, you know, just there'd be a little bit, a little bit of jam that way. And, uh, Anyway, maybe they thought they'd get some jam, hope they get some jam, no jam. No, there there wasn't, and there wasn't even, you know, what was, uh, I, I can't even remember who gave the quote. I think it was Kyle Dubas, but it's been so derided in this market that the power play is our toughness. There, there just wasn't the pushback in that way either. You know, there were little moments of it. You know, I know Spezza and Hall kind of got into it with, with Suzuki there. You know, uh, you know, I love my guy, Michael Bunting. He's always going to find a way to, to be in the thick of it. I don't think he did much other than annoy the, the Montreal Canadiens tonight, but it's just... It, it is a game that and, and I think that's the kind of thing that a coaching that a coaching staff has to figure out. I mean, there is no time to sit here and berate the team. They're right back at it at Columbus tomorrow. But how much do you like it feels to me like this is kind of the perfect opportunity for Sheldon. Maybe it's Sheldon Keefe. I don't know. Maybe it's not even Sheldon Keefe. Maybe it's John Tavares and the rest of the leadership group to say we don't need to hear about how this went. Let let us prove to you we know how bad last night was in Columbus like normally I'd say a back-to-back off a loss it's a tough thing to do but one you're gonna have Jack Campbell in net and you know we could talk about Peter Morazic but I think you're more confident with him between the pipes and you should have a frustrated team tomorrow in Columbus we have the game tomorrow we do we'll be talking on Leafs Nation well throughout the game but the post-game show yeah if we have another one again uh, it's not the chicken little complex the sky's falling down but um, it, it, it's not a one-off then, and that's not a good sign when you start having two-offs if you're talking about win the Stanley Cup. I'll tell you, the only diversion, Brent, was trying to figure out about them during the game announcing they acquired Carter Hutton from the Arizona Oh, we should Coyotes. probably mention that. That's a good point. <laughs> well, just like, okay, so Carter Hutton, and you go, Carter Hutton. So you look at his stats. Now he's appeared in three games. His goal against average is 7.76, which isn't good. good. His save percentage is 0.741. And again, I stress he's only appeared in three games. Um, apparently for the Coyotes be, as well. Yeah, for the Coyotes as well. So, yeah, so that yeah that mitigates it. Uh, if you're, if Carol Von Melka's not in, I guess the 
goals against average goes up. Apparently, he will be loaned to the Tucson Roadrunners. So it's kind of like the David Riddick type pickup, you know, which is cool. I mm-hmm. mean, that means, you know, that means you're going to go deep in the playoffs. That also means you don't trust Joseph Wall, okay, to be your number three goaltender. Or, or you know, I don't know. Or just like, I mean, what does it mean? Peter well, Morazic. I'll be honest. I'll, I'll be honest where, where I go, and I feel like I have to point this out because I am the king of yelling at the at the Tampa Bay Lightning for, for being, I don't know, 100 million, 18 million, whatever it was over the cap when they won last year. This I do wonder if this is a little wink, wink, nudge, nudge part of the Nick Ritchie trade. Uh, the the Leafs, my understanding is they're going to pay his salary, but he's going to play in Arizona. Uh, it's for a future considerations. Uh, if this is all being discussed, I wonder why it wasn't just included in the Ritchie trade. I, I don't know. I do. That's kind of where my mind went to it. That the Leafs take on a bit of a financial hit. They get they do get insurance if something happens to Joe Wall, I guess. But yeah, that that was where my my mind went on it it feels like oh he's still gonna play in tucson he's gonna stay in the coyotes not not organization but he's still gonna stay over there but the leafs are gonna pay him so that that was the thing that kind of jumped out to me about it Uh, it's an odd move for sure well, I mean, geez, he makes nothing. He makes like what seven hundred seventy-five thousand or seven fifty. But they're going to play in a five thousand seat arena. Going yeah, every penny. I know. So if everybody, if any team is watching its pennies, so the Arizona Coyotes. So say like for argument's sake, three hundred thousand dollars. That is actually cash saved. So, you know, he he is available. He will be available to the Leafs in the playoffs. I, seriously, if you get down to Carter Hutton, are you even in the playoffs? You better not like, like you better yeah. not get down to Carter Hutton. Yeah, playoffs, and and the reason he's not going to the Toronto Marlies, it's a good reason because you want Joe Wall to play. You want the other guys to play. So, yeah. So, I, harmless depth move, I guess. And and if it's for the optimism about, yay, we could go as deep as we think we can go, and you can never have enough goaltenders. Does it also mean you're that worried about Peter Morazic? I, I I'm not I'm not not going to read into that in the slightest. Uh, just tonight's game makes you worried about Peter Morazic, and we, you know, I was talking about it with Show Ali earlier, and uh, it's just about the the over the over sliding, like the yep. overcompensating. And Steve Briere is an outstanding goaltending coach with the Toronto Maple Leafs, and he'll certainly work on that. But man, he he just he just hasn't find his groove or his niche or his comfortable level level Morazic has with the Toronto Maple Leafs, and we're well past the halfway point. No, he hasn't. He's had a couple of moments where it felt like, oh, that's the start that's going to get him rolling. But then inevitably COVID shutdown happens, he gets hurt, or you have an outing like this where I don't know how you can have a ton of confidence. You know, I think Peter Morazic has kind of proved one thing through his NHL career. Uh, there are big time peaks and valleys in his game, and it can be week to week, it can be month to month, it can be game to game, and I think that's what we're seeing here. I mean, the I think it was the second goal, yeah, the Caulfield goal, big time overcommit. He's basically sliding into the he's sliding into the corner there. Like I, I know the Olympics are over, but he might we might need to get him to the sliding center, get him on a bobsled, a luge, a skeleton, something with with how much he, he's sliding around out there, but. I, I don't know how you can have a ton of confidence in him at this very moment. You know, this is supposed to be a tandem. They, of course, go back to Jack Campbell tomorrow, but they're going to need to have a guy who can spell Campbell at times this season, and it should be Morazic. But off a night like tonight, 
I, I don't know how much confidence you can have. Again, it, it's one game, and for a goaltender, just like for a team, when it starts to rain, it can kind of pour. But, man, I uh, I don't know how you can have confidence in him playing many games. I, I think, yeah, of course, you're going to give him another look. I'm not sitting here saying this is the this is the, the he's done. He's never played another game as a Leaf. You're you're going to be playing this guy because you're going to need him. But it it's going to have to have to have to be better uh, than that soon. Yeah, and that's, you know, the one tonight, because the other stuff, I'll, I'll just give it a pass. I mean, you know, I'm not going to break down the minutia of every player, what have you. The game was just a disaster. The game was just one of those, a poor effort, uh, get on the plane, get out of there. But, you know, you would have liked to say, yeah, uh, Carter Hutton, or excuse me, Carter Hutton, uh, Peter Morazic <laughs> was left, you know, out to dry by the team, or he did all he could, or he made big saves, or all those types of things, and that wasn't the case. No, it, uh, it, it absolutely uh, wasn't the case. Uh, we're going to hear from Leafs head coach Sheldon Keefe shortly. We're also going to be joined by our buddy Luke Fox. Tons of Leafs we'll hear from. And, I mean, quite frankly, they got some explaining to do. I think they'd tell you themselves. Uh, Leafs Nation postgame continues right here on Sportsnet 590. The fan, uh, Brent Gunning, Gord Stellick alongside me. Leafs falter in Montreal. Brent Gunning and Gord Stellick breaking down the loss to the Canadians for you. Uh, possibly the biggest storyline coming out of it, the health of Jake Muzzin. A nasty, nasty collision at the end of the second period. His head uh, kind of smacking the ice. It, it was a, a scary, scary scene. Uh, we do have a little news on him uh, from Sheldon Keefe uh, after, or in his presser. He's going to stay in Montreal for observation. Uh, look, obviously health of the player, uh, first and foremost, is the important thing. And uh, he's any time a player's injured, you hope for the best. But that that scene just uh, had a little bit of extra, I don't know, the scariness to it, for lack of a better term. Well, the worst still, you know, was John Tavares last year in the playoffs, sure. uh, ironically against Montreal, but it was in Toronto. And Jake Muzzin's had some concussion issues just before the All-Star game. So you add more concern that way. And, yeah, he wasn't having a very good game, but he wasn't alone. And just uh, late in the period, and whether it's a – any game you don't like to see injuries, but it's almost like ones that the game's just out of hand. It's almost they almost tick you off more just because you're trying to just get out without getting hurt. So uh, obviously smart to leave him in Montreal, and um, I guess we'll have to see. I mean, obviously we all hope for the best. We'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, we will. Uh, I think it goes without saying he will not be in the lineup tomorrow. When uh, he will not be in the lineup tomorrow, when the Leafs continue their road trip, they'll be in Columbus. Uh, makes sense. Rasmus Sandin likely uh, likely drawing back into the uh, into the lineup there. He he was a uh, a little bit of a surprising scratch for me tonight, and we'll get Luke Fox in the line in just a minute. But Gord, I'll throw it to you. Uh, were you a little surprised to see Sandin not in the lineup tonight? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You know. If there's something underlying there, um, uh, I, I don't know if uh, or the other part of it's Sheldon Keefe since he's kind of walking backwards about the team, the team being a little soft or other things that, you know, ice time's ultimate the thing he controls and deciding um, that he was going to send a little bit of a message. But, yeah, I was surprised. I was surprised for sure. Well, let's throw the question to, I was about to say our next guest, but our only guest on Leaf Station postgame. We, we, we have a tight, tight guest list, but you absolutely crack it. Uh, Luke Fox, how are you doing tonight, buddy? Pretty good. Do you need any other guests? I'm, I'm enough, right? 
Oh, more than enough. More than enough. Like, I I think me or Gord, I don't know who. One of us can even go. You're so much personality. But uh, <laughs> Rasmus Sandin, uh, well, actually, no. Uh, with you, I'll start with Jake Muzzin. Um, you know, he's going to stay in Montreal tonight. Obviously, that's a scary injury. Obviously, a second-pair defenseman is important for any team. Uh, what, 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 where, where do your mind go uh, after, after seeing the Muzzin play? Uh, well, I was in the, the building at Scotiabank Arena in the bubble. Um, in 2020, when Pierre Luc Dubois hit him, and he, and he lie there on the ice, um, on his back, in, in his own end. Um, so that's where my, my my mind went. You know, he, he wasn't he was moving his legs a little bit, but it was almost a full two minutes where he was lying down, not getting up, with one trainer, and the crowd fell silent. And you just you just feel sick to your stomach in the, in those situations um, when you're just watching a guy like that, especially. When you realize that um, he had a concussion last month and a pretty prolonged, delayed recovery from that concussion, and there was a bit of a false start where he returned to practice, then uh, disappeared for a while, and then eventually came back, um, and then just a kind of a fluke collision there with Weidman. Uh, but yeah, like a, a really tough man uh, is lying there motionless. It, you get a little sick to your stomach, so. Uh, big relief that he got up kind of on his own power, went down the tunnel. The plan is uh, for him to head to the hospital and get some tests. Uh, he's definitely not traveling with the Maple Leafs to Columbus tonight. But um, just because he's going to the hospital, that doesn't mean he's spending the night in hospital. He's going to get some tests, and, and they'll take it from there. Um, but you just wish, wish the best for the guy. You know, your mind kind of goes to the fact that this is a dad and, and a husband and all those things, right? It's like it, it takes you out of the, the game when you see something like that. Yeah. And you know, the, the two most um, scary injuries to watch, you know, I mean, Muzzin was up there with John Tavares is a year later in Montreal. So, uh, you know, a, as we mentioned, you know, hoping for the best, I don't even know what you can say on the ice about things. So we can talk about a couple of things off the ice. I know probably uh, Brett will get back about the Sandine situation, but w- what did you make about the Carter Hutton pickup? Like I'm, you, you look at his stats is it showing no no faith in Joe Wall? Is it eating three hundred grand that the cash-strapped Arizona Coyotes stuck to you because of the trade? I mean, that news came during the course of the game, and um, um, I I don't know what like he's not David Riddick, okay? Like last year, that that kind of insurance. So, what did you read into it? Yeah, uh, the sec the second one, Gord. This is, the, I think so. What my understanding is, this may have been part of. Uh, the deal on Sunday, but they couldn't announce that because they wanted to make sure he cleared waivers today. But this, uh, in my mind, is the least eating a little bit more money. Um, you know, he's it, not a lot of money. He's only seven fifty is the league minimum. But it's eating a little bit of money for the Coyotes, eating all of Nick Ritchie's money for the rest of this year and next. Uh, Craig Morgan, um, you know, beat reporter for the Coyotes, already has a story up kind of explaining the situation, which um, I think the Leafs have done with players in the past. So because Carter Hutton uh, is, is based in Arizona and he's got a, a family there, he doesn't want to move to Toronto and be Joseph Wall's backup uh, on the Toronto Marlies. So he's actually going to stay and play uh, with the Tucson Roadrunners and uh, the Leafs are going to loan, loan him to them. And then if they need goalie depth, like if they need the the David Riddich at some point, they can uh, they can bring him over. But right now he can just stay, play for Tucson, leave the lead some money, 
um, it's kind of a make good on, on the rest of the Richie deal. You'd think uh, you'd think Mike Babcock was in player personnel there, uh, thinking of all these family men and, and keeping them close <laughs> to their family uh, to make them so happy. Uh, Rasmus Sandin not in the lineup tonight. Um, you know, look, I don't think this is a this is a slap on the wrist or we don't like your play. I think this is trying to keep bodies fresh. Uh, I imagine he's back in the lineup tonight be- or tomorrow night because I can't see Muzzin playing. Uh, throw in Labushkin into the mix uh, on this D pair, uh, presuming no Muzzin tomorrow night. How do you expect the D pairs to shake? out yeah I'd, I'd be absolutely shocked if if rasmus isn't playing tomorrow i thought he was going to play tonight um because he did take warm-up it, you know he's still on the roster he was sent down and missed practice um to just accommodate the whole ryan dezingle thing and then once dezingle got claimed they could put rasmus back on it's a, a lot of cap juggling and i think it's it's yeah keep bodies fresh you don't want to scratch dermot maybe too many times in a row I also wonder, and, and this was just a stray thought that occurred to me, is like, do they throw Dermott against what was supposed to be the, the weakest offensive team in the league in hopes that he, he looked had a good night and looked pretty good and uh, maybe showcase him a little bit? Because the Muzzin injury just reinforces to me the fact that maybe they're not done um, in trying to acquire defense, and maybe uh, Labushkin isn't, isn't the end-all, be-all. Um, because you, you see how quick the defensive depth can take a hit. And quite frankly, the, these, these defensive pairs are, are really out of sync, the, the bottom four. I mean, they're giving up so many rush chances. Um, so uh, I think Keith is just going to continue to experiment. You know, he said that he talked to Labushkin on the phone today, um, but he hasn't committed to playing him tomorrow. But, I mean, they're flying the guy all the way to Columbus from Arizona you got to think he's going to get in the lineup especially with this injury um I read what you had to say but go over about you know this trade I mean a right-handed defenseman it certainly fills the need it was kind of one of the quieter players under the radar but talk about Luke Fox's assessment of the trade yeah I mean I liked it I, I like there's there's two things at play here one um you know they they tried to give Nick Ritchie away for free not it's not just about this year's cap hit and even when he was in the Marlies, um, uh, roughly half of his cap hit is still on the NHL books. But it's also next year. Next year is huge. That's $2.5 million you don't have to spend on Morgan Riley's raise, which is coming. The raise you want to give Jack Campbell. The raise you're going to have to give Sandine and Lilligren, And maybe entertain bringing back one of uh, Kasha or McKayev. I mean, I don't think they can keep all these guys happy but you need a little bit of fluidity um in order to to give some raises to the guys you want to keep so getting richie off the books and not retaining any salary i think was really smart play by dubas you know he made a mistake he gave richie a year too much and and you know probably if he could do it over he wouldn't sign him in the first place but to find a team like arizona that actually will will have uh, to make some efforts to get to the floor next year uh and take richie is an accomplishment. And then to actually address one of your needs, which is right side, defensive depth, penalty killer, shot blocker, hit thrower in Labushkin, I, I think is a smart play. Um, you know, is he a top four guy? That remains to be seen. He might be best slotted as a third pair, kind of um, a sort of a, a Zach Bogosian replacement type. Um, but he was playing, you know, I think upwards of, of 18 minutes a night. In Arizona, um, you know, uh, positive underlining uh, numbers that I'm sure uh, a guy who studies those types of things like Dubas uh, would have been impressed by. Um, got some time 
alongside Jacob Chikrin, so he can play against uh, uh, alongside good players. But what'll be interesting is going from low stakes obscurity playing for the Coyotes to all of a sudden you're thrown into a, a playoff race, a team with high ambitions. You've never played a playoff game. So it'll be really interesting to see how it shakes out. Yeah, I, I think the thing that's going to jump out is going to say, man, these guys are fast and passing hard. It's weird here. Uh, uh, last one before we let you go. Um, look, Jake Muzzin, his health, obviously that's the most important thing, but we know how much of a deadline player long-term injured reserve has been for this team. If there's a world where that's where Jake Muzzin ends up, be it for the season, be it till the playoffs, you know, the Leafs, they've expended a lot of capital in the deadlines past. First round picks, you know, a second or third in the deal for Labushkin or to get rid of Nick Ritchie. You know, if you had Jake Muzzin's money to play around with at the deadline, that kind of boosts the caliber of player you could potentially get, but it also boosts the cost. Like, does Kyle Dubas kind of continue with this all-in mentality? And if there's a world where Muzzin ends up on LTIR, do you expect him to kind of push even further? Or or do you think that uh, it's going to be more kind of fringy, Labushkin-esque moves? Well, if, if he has space, he spends it. I mean, that... That, that's kind of how the Leafs are in this predicament that they are right now. I mean, Sheldon Keefe par- hardly has any uh, roster choices on a night-to-night basis. I mean, he, he barely has enough guys to play. Um, you know, there was that one game where they were forced to, to play 7-D because of the cap. So if all of a sudden you have Jake Muzzin's cap uh, room to play with, I, I think Kyle Dubas spends it. I mean, he's all in on this group. Um, so whether... Whether he has that space, whether he's able to, to free more space, be it, be it a Justin Hall or a Travis Dermott, um, I think he's going to explore everything. Uh, you know, the, the window is only, only so big. So, you know, in the Labushkin deal, giving away a second in, in 2025, it's like, who cares? Who, who knows who's going to be the GM by that point? Who knows it, wh- what the core is going to look like? Like, it, he's already so pot committed, I, I, I don't think he would hesitate. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's you know, let's hope Jake Muzzin is is okay, and and we're not talking about a guy who's going to be on the on the shelf um, for that one. Absolutely, and now I sound like somebody on the the political shows, but I just had to ask the question, okay, yeah. Luke? It, it had to be asked, uh, and I think we can all agree one thing: Labushkin. Fun to say. I'm loving it yeah. rolling off my tongue. Uh, Luke, thanks so much for the time today, buddy. Always, always appreciate it. Even more fun is the nickname, the Russian Bear. I love it. Oh, the Russian Bear. I've been just calling him Luby, but that's just as catchy. All right, there he goes, uh, Luke Fox. Uh, yeah, Luke Luke nailing it at the end there, Gord. Obviously, uh, you want Jake Buzzin to be healthy uh, for himself, for this hockey team, and to, to find the best version of himself. But, uh, you know, it's look at the look at the cup champ last year. There were $18 million over the cap. Like, it's uh, it's definitely a part of the league that, that people are going to be thinking about with the injury to Muzzin. Of course, we, we do not know how serious it is right now. Yeah, and again, I'll, I'll use anybody, uh, but you know, including Muzzin. But if you do get, as we've just seen what happened in Vegas, um, a long-term injury, then that does give you some cap space. And I'm, 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 I'm not trying to uh, diminish the concern about Jake Muzzin's injury. Uh, you want him back. You want him healthy. But, you know, that is another thing that if it happens before the trade deadline, they it gives them some flexibility. Yeah, business it does. Business business, and- right? That's right. Business is business. Uh, we will see how that how that plays out. Uh, Jake Buzzin getting a test done in Montreal. Uh, they were not committal as to whether or not he'll stay there, but he is going to a Montreal hospital if he's not there already. That is part of the news you will hear from Leafs head coach Sheldon Keefe. Here he is. 
I, I don't have much of an update other than to say he's going to stay here in Montreal tonight uh, overnight for, for observation. So that's really all I have. It's terrible. It's about, it's about as, as bad a thing as you see in the game. For anybody. I mean, it's, yeah. Felt like five. But, um, yeah, we didn't do a good enough job coming out of the zone. We just, we just, we lost races. We weren't connected. And when our D were up and involved and tight, our forwards let, let guys get loose. Um, yeah, just didn't do a good enough job of that. That's what I just said. Forage are losing races back to our zone. That's the biggest thing. Two of them tonight, two, two of the goals tonight come off a of face-offs. Uh, face-offs, they just throw the puck out to the neutral zone and, and they get a bounce and win a race. Um, sometimes those things are going to happen, but we got to get above quicker. He yeah, I talked to him before, uh, before the game here today. The, the plan was just that we were going to get to Columbus tomorrow and he's going to get on the ice in the morning and skate and he'll probably be by himself out there. But uh, we'll talk to him to see how he's doing and, and how he's feeling. We want to put him in a position to succeed. And he's through a lot as it turned out today's um, – I'd say didn't get a lot done in terms of uh, the paperwork and stuff that needed to get done there. So I, I don't know what exactly he'll have to get done tomorrow on that on that end. So we'll just make a decision tomorrow based on that. Uh, you know what we need to do with the lineup. You talked a lot before the game about all the reasons your guys should come ready and be prepared. Do you feel like it's a bad start considering? Yeah, yeah, I did. Felt it was it was about somebody just it was a continuation of how we played in St. Louis. Frankly, in terms of how we are against St. Louis and how we defended, that's what that's the most disappointing part. <clears throat> Regardless of who the opponent was here tonight, we had some things we needed to clean up, uh, and, and we didn't. So, you know, I, I look at it as <clears throat> I talked to our group about having a good third period. We'll focus on the scoreboard. We need to have a good third period. We got to play again tomorrow night. There's a lot of game, a lot of games ahead. Uh, before long, you won't remember this game. Uh, so let's just try to get our game in order. I liked, I liked our third period. A lot of really good things we did in the third period. Obviously, Montreal at that point in time, that the game is well in hand and they're not pushing uh, just the, uh, just the same as they were. But, but I liked our, our period there. And sometimes these games, these games happen, and frankly, sometimes they're needed. You know, um, I, I look back at uh, our, our game out in Pittsburgh earlier this season. And I think from there, I think we might have went to Carolina. And that was really the start of some of the best hockey we played all season for about a six, seven-week period of time. So uh, sometimes you need these type of games as a true wake-up. Uh, so a chance for us to play again tomorrow and uh, start start playing better. Where are you at with it tomorrow? Well, I think we, we talked a bunch about it. Is we thought you know, they were they were doing enough good things to create really good chances. Uh, today, I don't I don't think they had anything happening today. Today, they were 
I thought that line was really outworked um, by the opposition, like most of our guys were. But yeah, that line, uh, that line had a tough time today. Yeah, just change it up. I mean, you're just going to use your bench. You have to play again tomorrow night. As, well as the game is getting away on us, you want to make sure you're using the bench. But then, as it turned out, the bottom six goals were our best lines. No, it's no coincidence that those lines that get the goals for us in the third. I just thought those guys, once they, once, you know, once the second half of the game, especially, I thought those guys played with a lot of urgency and would take advantage of their minutes. I thought we probably had some other guys that we're looking to tomorrow. Just to clarify, would you stay at the hospital? To be honest, I don't really know that he is going to the hospital. Whether he's staying there or not, I don't know that. He's going to go get some, some tests and, and, uh, and all of that, but I don't know precisely where he's staying tonight. He's not traveling with the team. Yeah, Sheldon Keefe, a little curt following the uh, 5-2 loss to the Canadians. I don't blame him. He didn't like that. I, I will say, I think for a head coach, he takes the right tact. It's the one you took off the, the start of the show. It is frustrating. Be mad about it. Want to do better than that, but you cannot turn it into chicken little. The sky is falling. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that loss in Pittsburgh and then going to Carolina. Well, Carolina was when he I, – I, I think he means after Carolina is when they yeah, started playing so. better because remember Carolina was when he kind of challenged the team that you got to play better against those kind of teams. So this isn't those kind of teams. And uh, Columbus tomorrow I kind of view like that Seattle Kraken game that wasn't exactly uh, – that was kind of an ugly win. But, you know, I just think not a statement, but, you you know, you got to show something and bounce back against a very weak – or a, I know they won yesterday, but a weak Columbus Blue Jacket team tomorrow after your effort tonight. You don't have to. You don't have to win, but you have to be better. You have to show up, and there has to be some pushback in the game. And you will have Jack Campbell between the pipes as the Leafs travel to Columbus. We'll have the game for you right here on Sportsnet 590. The fan puck drop just after seven. Pre-game on the worldwide radio network at 6:30. Gordo, can't wait to talk to you then. Most Sounds of good. all, to you out there. Thank you for listening.